Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for March 4th, show number 169. Joining me, as always, Jerry Keezer and Ron Miller, back from uh, the sick list. I'm trying Welcome to... Welcome back, Ron. There you go. Yeah, glad to be back. I would if we could just find the cure for your internet, we'd be happy. We'd be all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, our friends at T-Mobile absolutely positively promised a phone call from the lead engineer tomorrow. Okay, tell them to watch a replay of the video and and tell them that this is their representation of their service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I'd have to get a hold of the phone. I'd have to get a hold of the phone people rather than the internet people. This yeah. is all we get with the phone. Good luck with that. Um, coming at yeah. you live from the Hammerdown Race Report Home Studios is the Hammerdown Race Report presented by Oakshade Raceway, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Hammer Report. We're I'm starting a new thing on, on Twitter. We'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, make sure to uh, follow us on YouTube as well. Uh, and you can, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, whatever it may be, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, it all it all works. It all counts. It doesn't matter. As long as you, you give us a listen, we appreciate it. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to be speaking with uh, Andy King of uh, the Dirt Track Truck Series, something that I believe Jerry has a little bit of familiarity with. I've, I've, I've heard of it once or you've, twice. You've heard so. of it? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about that, what that is, where, where that's going to be, and and the all the ins and outs of it. So looking forward to that. Um, also make sure to check us out at uh, hammerdownracingreport.com. So if you missed anything, all the uh, the social media or uh, podcasting platforms that I just talked about, you can find it all at hammerdownracingreport.com. That's all you have to remember, really. Let's go there. You can find all the information. There's sponsorship information there as well. Speaking of which, thanks to uh, Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet the race, uh, for uh, being our presenting sponsor. Make sure to, uh, yeah, I'm working on it. Just, just <laughs> relax. There's a lot going on here. Uh, one of those or- organic shows. Yeah. Uh, make sure to support oh, our sponsors that uh, support us, because uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to do this show. Uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys. I saw a pretty cool thing that Craig Mintz had. Uh, he had like mm-hmm. a printed non-slip uh, surface uh, on on the lip of his hauler. It looked pretty cool. I don't know if you, you did you see that, Jerry, or am I the only one that saw that? I may have no. been the only one that saw it. All right. I think I saw it on Twitter. It was pretty cool looking. Anyways, uh, Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, manufactured right here in the U.S. Uh, check them out at realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Millstream Speedway, their schedule is out. Racing will be resuming in May. Uh, check it out at millstreamspeedway.net or uh, follow them on Twitter, Facebook. I believe uh, we're going to be doing a Facebook Live maybe next week or the week after. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Um, what happened to Ron? His hands, his hands have been blurred. Oh, okay. You're still there. Okay. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, Big D's Pizza and Clyde, uh, give them a call, 419-547-1444. Uh, tell them Hammer Drum Racing Report sent you and uh, you'll save uh, 10% off. Hi, Dean. Yes. Hi, Dean. <laughs> Hammer Down Race Report sent me. Do I get 10% off? 
Yes, no, maybe. I don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have to hammer down race for we'll Central Court. We'll be giving away a, a Big D's pizza for uh, our How Many winner a little bit later on tonight. And, of course, Ryan Miller Race Cars, where uh, the service is uh, very good when we're talking about uh, servicing race cars. Spectacular service. Absolutely. Uh, all you need, race car parts, safety equipment service, uh, 734-856-7223. And uh, race season coming up. Uh, how's uh, things in the shop up there, Ron? Shop is busy, and uh, actually, you, you were talking about safety equipment, Scott. A lot of uh, a lot of calls recently about safety equipment. So, uh, as we're getting closer to opening day, the guys are starting to think about that. And I don't want them to wait too long because all the shops are selling safety equipment, and uh, we could wind up in in short supply here in another month. So, if you need something uh, on devices, head and neck restraints, suits, gloves shoes, whatever you need. Uh, now's a good time. All right. I need some, and new... the tax money's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I already got mine. I'm excited about that. Especially being Ooh. unemployed for a few months. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice to have that. Uh, and I need some belts. I need to get some uh, new belts. My belts are a little out of date, I believe. Cool. Well, some other things we'll talk. We can fix you right up, Mr. Hammer. All right. Ryan Miller race cars. That's the place to do it. Uh, Jerry, we got some uh, racing action from the last weekend. Absolutely. This week's racing roundup brought to you again by Tim Sims. We're here at the home of Tim Sims at the Hillbilly High Banks. The Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series in action. Brandon Overton worked the high groove to make a late race pass for the win at Modoc Speedway in South Carolina on Saturday night. Was his second Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series win of the season. Chris Madden earned the series point championship. In NASCAR action, Myatt Snyder won his first Xfinity Series race Saturday night in the Contender Boats 250 at Homestead Miami Speedway after surviving a couple of overtime restarts. Tyler Reddick finished second but failed post-race inspection was DQ'd, giving second to Brandon Jones. William Byron picked up his first win of the season, second his second career cup win in Sunday's Dixie Vodka 400 Cup race at Miami. He led 100 of the final 108 laps. Next up for NASCAR, the Truck Series will be in action with the Silver State 200 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on Friday at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. The Xfinity Series will be in action at the I Alsco Uniforms 300 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway Saturday at 4.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And the Cup Series is back in action on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. on Fox with the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas. And that'll do it with our brief uh, racing roundup. But I do want to remind our winner last week from the uh, How, How Many still has a T-shirt coming. I need, I need an address. We can get that to him courtesy of Tim Sims and Wicked Cushion. Scott, I need your address, too. I got one for you. All right. I'll give it to you right now. How's that? <laughs> tell, tell the world. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that later. Maybe we'll get some extra bonus uh, of the show after the close, like uh, last week. We couldn't end the okay. broadcast. It was weird. Should I hold up a sign with your personal phone number, too, and your account number? Yeah, sure. Oh, you got my account number? <laughs> wow. Uh, by the way, uh, before... Dark web's amazing. Before... <laughs> yes. Hammer down after dark. Different thing. Yeah. Um, Different show. Yeah. Last week, Ron was uh, feeling under the weather. Uh, we forgot to mention that uh, in... Looking good. Everything's good. No COVID last week. Just had a just a, a cold or something. You no. lost your voice. So just you, a cold. All good. Broke. So all good now, right? I'm great. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's bring in our guest uh, this week, uh, Andy King. The uh, what is what is your title with the uh, Dirt Track uh, Truck Series, Andy? 
Uh, I guess you'd tell me the owner promoter. Owner promoter. Okay. <laughs> owner promoter of the dirt track truck series. Uh, tell us a little bit, give us a little, uh, brief history of, of the dirt track truck series, what it is and, and, uh, where, where things are going. Uh, well, I know years, uh, years ago it started at Waynesfield and there they were just called the tough trucks. They were, uh, the four cylinder class, uh, you know, S10s and Ford Rangers, you know, mini trucks. That's how Jerry got his start. Um, when things started slowing down there and the, then the track phased out of the class, I kind of had nowhere to go. And I just, I had a few trucks and I kind of helped just get them at like Montpelier and some other tracks and, and just kind of took off from there. Turn, I turned it into my, uh, this own little series. I started getting more tracks involved and, you know, turned it into a traveling points series. Now, was that last year that uh, you started that? Yeah, that's uh, last year we tried to make it, you know, actual an actual points thing. Before we were just going to random tracks and getting a few races here and there, and then uh, you know last year we tried to start do the points thing, but then with the the coronavirus thing shutting a lot of places down, it really didn't. We didn't get to do it the way we wanted to do it last year. But this year is, you know, really taking off and with things opening up, so it's it's going to be a better year for the trucks for sure. So maybe, maybe last year you could just use as like a, it was a soft opening. This is the year that's the real, real debut. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let me ask you this and Jerry probably would, would know as well, but I mean, what kind of uh, truck counts, I guess, uh, were you getting at Wayne's field uh, for, for that class back before Uh, they got rid of it? Yeah. Jerry probably knows. I know they used to get a good 20 to 30 a night and then just, yeah, sometimes things phase out in, in certain classes and I know, towards the end there they were they never had to have a b main it was you know 15 to 18 a night so yep that last season like i think the max car count i think they had 21 one night but the rest of the rest of the weeks was 50, 15 to 18 uh still made for a good show because you know you still get a full field and it you know it helps the night to move on when you don't have that extra b main to run too well yeah. and Randy, when they when, when they were running at waynesfield did you race yourself or where did your interest uh, in these trucks um, come from I had a, I ran for about 10 years in stock cars at Lima and Eldora. And then, uh, I, I always, I always knew about the trucks. And then I had a couple buddies here and locally or close to me about 10 miles away. They contacted me one time to help them out with their truck. And then, you know, that got my, my feet wet into it more. So, and then, uh, you know, from there, I just kind of fell in love with them. <laughs> so started, well, started so following that series more. Fleet. Yeah, yeah, I did. But then for me, me actually racing at Waynesfield, I think I only ran there about maybe six times total. And then that's when the track had, I guess, closed up or took different took different ownership or uh, promoters. So now, you know, Helms, they're running their show there now. So it's a little different different schedule. So Have, have you uh, actually <laughs> talked to, to Helms at all about uh, possibly doing a truck race there? Yeah, we've, I've talked to them, well, last year when I first started the thing, and then, you know, they were starting off with, what, like a five- or six-season schedule, and then I was trying to get on one of them one of those nights, and then I, I know they picked Modifies as one of the support classes because I know they're, they're uh, he's a big sprint car guy, so I know that's where a lot of his schedule is uh, surrounded by. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, so I'm still working with them. I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen there this year with trucks, but. You know, you never know, I guess. Now, 
Now again, the roots uh, of this series is uh, the old is from the Waynesfield uh, trucks, uh, four cylinder trucks. Uh, did did they was uh, there any other tracks that uh, the four cylinder trucks uh, could race at or did race at? Uh, for for a few years, I'd say what maybe six or eight years, uh, Lima Land would always pick them up okay. for two nights a year. But then there's a, a over at Hilltop, over in Millersburg, Ohio, they run a mini truck class with their V6 and four cylinder combined. So I know once a year those guys would come race Wingsfield, and then the Wingsfield guys would go race with them guys once a year, kind of an invitational thing. Now, would uh, would you, this series, the Dirt Track Truck Series, uh, would you allow any V6s or is it strictly? Yeah, we're, uh, this year, yeah, because they're they're in the kind of the same boat we were with low truck count over at Hilltop. And uh, so we're, I talked to, I got to race with a lot of those guys last year. And like I said, they're kind of hurting the same way we were. So we combined both, both the series and made it one whole point thing. That's what the Dirt Track Truck Series has become, just a full mini truck class for a four cylinder V six. Now I, I know Jerry's uh he's he's had high praise for for this class. Uh of course he's participated in it rolled over. He's seen it from all ends, upside down, sideways, whatever. Um yeah. what what is it about uh, the the four cylinder trucks uh that, that makes them so exciting and, and how are they different from uh say like the compacts, uh you know, the front wheel drive cars that are four cylinder? Um Pretty much just that right there, just the being the four, uh, the front wheel drive. Um, I've never drove a front wheel drive as sort of race car wise, so I don't know a lot about them. It's weird, and right, yeah, I'm it's sure weird. it is, especially it's weird coming from the time. Weird. Yeah, especially from my stock car, uh, stock car background. So, but that's what I like about the trucks. You kind of get that same feel, getting sideways through the corners, and the the same geometries involved front end suspension and rear it's just obviously a little less horsepower so that kind of keeps the cost down and it seems like you can still go to about any junkyard or somebody's grandpa still has an old s10 or ford ranger out behind their barn so it's easy it's still easy to get parts and things like that have uh, any of the drivers do you know of uh have they tried to compete with the the fremont trucks uh, I actually went there two years ago, just like kind of a shakedown on one of my trucks. And then I know a couple other guys had showed up there once or twice. We ran the first couple of times Montpelier had let us run. We had to run with their Thunder Car class, and we did fairly well against them. I know I know Chris Picks was there one night and won a heat race against them. And I think I think my best finish against the Thunder Cars was like fifth or sixth. So it's it's pretty – they're pretty racy still. So, so – so just because they're lacking uh, a little bit of horsepower, you guys, you can still hang with with some of those uh, those eight cylinder trucks. Yeah, yeah I think these being... four cylinder engines have do get wound up pretty good, don't they, Andy? Yeah, they got they definitely. You got to keep the speed in them. You got to keep the RPMs up, and then I just think being lighter, there's not as much nose weight to a V8 car or truck. So, I I, I actually won a race last year at Goods against the V6 guys, and I think. I think it just came down to handling. I just handled better than those guys did in the corners. So maybe that has a little something to do with it. Let's get your, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more of the technical side of things. I mean, what, what are the rules uh, to be in in the dirt truck, uh, dirt track truck series? Um, really our rules is just a copy of the old Wayne sealed one. uh, And then they're on, they're on our Facebook page with the, the new title, you know, the new title on it. 
Um, what's like the, what's the tire rule? I mean, uh, we're running it. we're running Hoosiers or American Racer. We, you can run a racing tire, and it's on an eight inch wheel. Okay. So that helps keep costs down, just because obviously a lot of guys get tires either free or fairly cheap from the mod guys or stock car guys, or and it's just it's it's a nicer tire to race on. <laughs> And what what about the uh, the motors? Uh, are those stock or are those uh, souped up? Well, they yeah. Any any race vehicle is going to have some work done to them. Okay, so. <laughs> I, I don't know what the rules that. are. Yeah. So no, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, um, yeah. We we're allowed to run headers. Like the the old Waynesfield rules was, uh, they're still both classes are on two barrel. The V six and four cylinder, they're on a two barrel carburetor. It was at Waynesfield, you could only run up to a three fifty CFM, but I'm. I'm opening that up this year with because we're allowed to run with the V6 guy, so we can run a, four, a 500 carburetor. Uh, we still, we got headers on them, which are custom made because some of these trucks you can't you can't buy one that fits it, so you just get a flange and make your own. But yeah, it's just do some head work, you know, find a good machine shop that can do some good head work and maybe put a little bit of raise some compression on them so they get some horsepower to them. Okay. Um, you said yeah. You the rules are on your uh, Facebook page. Yeah, the Dirt Track Truck Series Facebook page. Okay. So if you just search for Dirt Track Truck Series, we should be able to find it, right? Yeah. Or if anybody needs, uh, you know, they can message us or me there, and then uh, I can actually forward the link. That way, somebody if they want to print it or it's in a PDF file or something like that way. Okay. Um, so. What's uh, what's your schedule looking like uh, for this year? Do you have it all together? Can can you announce any dates? Yeah. Uh, when when's uh, what tracks yep, are going to be I'm, at and what dates? Uh, what are we looking at? We have uh, thirteen shows right now scheduled at six different tracks throughout okay. Ohio. Um, what tracks you got? Let's see. Uh, you want me to start? You just want me to run down my list here? Go or? for it. Yeah, can, let's. Yeah, uh, we're our, our, uh, yeah. First one. We're doing a lot of double header weekends, and I'll explain that why. Is because, like I said, with a lot of the guys coming from Hilltop, we're, uh, that gives them a chance if they come over like on a Friday night and race, and then they can just stay the night and then race again on Saturday. You know, I did that quite a bit last summer. I was going, I would travel three. It was three hours over there, and then I'd, I'd stay Friday night, and we could wake up and the next morning we'd go to Hilltop or uh, Hilltop or, or Goods or Wayne County or whoever was running us that next night. So, uh, yeah, so our schedule, the first one's May 21st. It's a Friday at Hilltop. The next night is May 22nd, a Saturday at Goods. That's in Deerfield, Ohio. Uh, next one is June 11th at Hilltop, a Friday night. Then, again, then June 12th, that's at Goods. Those are two doubleheader weekends. Uh, July 30th is at Friday at Hilltop. July 31st. Is the Saturday at Goods again. Then the schedule changes up a little. Then August 7th is a Saturday night. That's where we go to Muskegon. Uh, they added us on for two shows. Then we don't race again until September 24th. That's a Friday. That's where we go to Wayne County that night. Okay. Uh, then the next night, September 25th, Saturday. Then we're back to Goods. And then... Let's see, then we go to October. October 2nd, that'll be our last race of the season. That's on a Saturday night. That is that Muskegon. Okay. Uh, we have we have one other race we're going to. That's, it's, it's a TRS event. It's the 
these guys are a asphalt truck series out of Ohio. Um, they they run asphalt, but they have one dirt race a year, and that's in Beckley, West Virginia. Where a bunch of us went to that the past couple of years. I go white water yeah, rafting going, down there. Yeah, it's about a six hour drive for me. Yeah, but uh, last year we went, and it was like a thousand to win. And I got I got second in that event with my my four cylinders. Some of them trucks were V six and V eight guys. Uh, we're doing that again this year. That's July tenth in Beckley, but that's not that's not a points race for our series. I mean, I'm not gonna make that where everybody's got to drive you know six hours away to stay in the points. But yeah. the, the neat thing about that race this year is it's two thousand to win and uh, wow. four hundred to start. Wow! So that's a quite a big show. Yeah. Now, uh, so yeah, that's Andy, our schedule so far. Go ahead, Ron. You, you were talking about dollars, Andy. Uh, your regular your regular weekly shows. What uh, what are the racers looking at, and uh, what kind of points fund are you looking at? Um, I have a points fund list, and that's uh, it's four hundred to win for the series, and then we pay out down to the top ten. So then, it's a quick breakdown is like four hundred, two fifty, two hundred, one seventy five, one fifty down to fifth. And then from there down. But uh, as far as the weekly pay for track, that's still up to the track because that's not going to be on us, the series-wise. So, But a lot of the tracks have, have, uh, are in that like $200 range weekly to win. Some I know I know Lima, when they was running, they was doing like 300 something like that. So. All right. So it's negotiable then with, with each yeah, track. Yeah, I still, when I was talking to these tracks, I, I, obviously everything's still it's still their track. So I'm letting them still be in charge of things of, uh, like safety, checking seat belts and stuff like that. And it's still, they're running the show. It's up to them. If we run an eight lap heat race or a 10 lap or a 20 lap feature, however they want to run their show, you know, treat us like one of their other classes. It's just really at the end of the night, I'm just kind of the guy adding up the points so for the, our series. The procedures could be different from uh, track to track. Yeah, as well, right. We might go as... we might go somewhere and run an eight lap heat race and then the next week we might be running a ten lap or something like that. Or I keep so. things interesting. Yeah. Keep you guys I on, yeah, I, <laughs> keep your guys on your on their toes. Yeah. And that's what's gonna be neat is going to different tracks that we've never been to and maybe seeing how their program is ran. Yeah, that's always fun for I don't know, fans and drivers, I think. Now, is there uh, is this uh, schedule set in stone, or are there still talks going with maybe s- well, some other tracks? And I've got I've got two more races to tell you, and I've been sworn to secrecy to wait till tonight to tell you. Oh boy, is this breaking yep. news? Yeah, this is breaking news. Oh. I don't know if you got a drum oh. roll or no, something we, button there. <laughs> we got some breaking news music here. Breaking there news. you go. Oh, hold on, we gotta get the breaking news banner here. Yeah. All right, we have Andy King with some breaking news here in the Hammerdown Racing <laughs> Report. Uh, lay it on us. All right. Uh, Lima is going to let us run June 5th. That's a Friday night. And then... It's the Keezer Memorial. Oh, yeah, my well, God. You go. <laughs> what? You didn't know this, Jerry? Are you playing dumb? I'm, I'm sorry. That was Who's June 4th, a Friday. Yeah, that's June 4th is on a Friday there at Lima. And then June, June 5th. June fifth, Saturday, Chrissy's giving us the okay to run Oak Shade. Wow! So there you go. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna make our mini truck debut at Oak Shade there in Wauseon. Wow! So yeah. let's go ahead. I got more breaking news. More breaking news. Oh. Wait, what was that, Brian? 
I was just wondering if we were going to see the Keezer mobile in any of those shows. I think so. That's the breaking news. The RK1 will come out of weeds, and I will come out of retirement Friday, June 4th, and Saturday, June 5th to run that weekend with the DTTS. Yeah. Wait, did you know about this, Jerry? I knew about the Friday. Did not know about this. I knew we were in trying to get to Saturday. and You and I talked a little bit about it, so. Well, all right. So that's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. June well, 4th, June 5th. Since we got yep, all that Saturday. magic going on, there's yep. a TBA date on Millstream's schedule for Sunday, August 8th. That would be really nice if Scott Warner is listening to have the trucks <laughs> at Millstream. Yeah, that'd be a neat place to go. I've ran there before in my stock car. Yeah. Hmm. But I, he's a support class that week. That would be perfect. I was actually, yeah. I actually talked to Chrissy last night uh, to see if uh, we had an update on on the schedule for for Oakshade. And as of last, she didn't tell me anything, so I knew nothing well, about this. Yeah, she called me later after she talked to you. So it was like this all just happened at ten o'clock last night. Okay. <laughs> she said you were going to be upset that I. <laughs> That's all right. but, but, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. She said, so, yeah, I just talked to Scott, and I already told him there's no new information. <laughs> she that's turned around and, and told that's, me. That's exactly what she told me, too, yeah. So, no, cool. Yeah. It's cool. It doesn't matter if I have that as long as it's breaking on this show. That's uh, that's all that matters. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, thank you to you guys. I know you and Jerry and Ron, you guys helped with that, keeping, the, you know, throwing in a good word for us. And there's been some talk from other drivers that have contacted her and, I know Greg Detray is excited for it. I'm, I told him I'd put him in the seat of one if he if he helps get it get the series up there. Oh so. no, I got to compete against Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw him in the comments somewhere here talking about something. Uh, yeah, he's, somebody he's was asking about running a Fremont truck. So oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So no, that'll be uh, that'll be very cool. That's uh, so Lima Land yeah, Friday night and Oakshade on Saturday. Saturday, yep. So it, to a double double header weekend. That's it. I have to find uh, more help. If, uh, if anybody else is looking, if anybody else is looking for a driver on that Oakshade night, I'll probably have all my safety gear there. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have enough trucks to put in probably all all three of you guys in one if you need one. <laughs> We're gonna have to find more announcers Saturday. Yeah. I'll, I'll be driving trucks. I will let Pam do it. Pam, she's done it before. She doesn't mess around. Here they come. There they go. Oh, she's a little better than that. Come on now. Uh, so what uh, uh, What kind of uh, truck count or, or commitment do you have uh, from guys that are, are planning to run uh, the, the full season this year? I think I think as far as about every race, a good 15 to 18. I know we had some guys I that picked up. Bill Hicks had ran for me a, a few times in the past couple of years, and now he he bought two of his own trucks this year, so that'll be two added trucks. I I personally bought two more trucks over the winter that I've been working on to bring you know life back into them. They, a lot of I find a lot of these trucks just you know rotting away, sitting out in fields and stuff that people raced years ago. And uh, you know what, Ron has uh, he's been pretty busy building trucks. He's been doing the eight cylinder kind, but I'm I'm sure he could probably do some four cylinder trucks too. Yeah, I seen yeah because I seen where was I think Fremont opened the rules on body packages and stuff. So I seen a lot of guys with new bodies and you know putting the aftermarket noses and stuff. I, I still follow those guys, the the Fremont guys, even though I don't run with them. Okay, 
They so, opened up the Colorado chassis, and that that's uh, brought some business to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you think? Uh, I mean, you, that's your core there, the the fifteen to eighteen. I, I'm guessing there's probably going to be some stragglers, uh, you know, filling in at different yeah, tracks some, here. Yeah, some days, especially with myself, I, I have six trucks myself, so I'm going to have random drivers in here and there, and then a lot of guys obviously maybe won't be able to make a Friday show here there just because of work or something like that. So Okay. Is there adding at putting the two classes or the two series together, the four cylinder B six, I just that's gotta that'll help the car count on both or both sides of the state. Yeah, I, I think so there. Um is there uh, any uh drivers that uh, are early season favorites, uh, maybe one or two or three drivers uh, the ones to watch? Well, obviously, Jerry will attest to this. Anytime you put a Chris Hicks in a race, that's the guy you got to beat. He's got over 50 wins in the, the truck at Waynesfield. And uh, we ran Gas City a few times in the past couple of years. He won a bunch there. Um, I know in the V6 guys, there's a guy, the Raleigh, Raleigh and Blake Hader, that's a father-son team over there. They're pretty tough. So... Where where are most of these uh where where are these most of these guys uh hometowns? I know like uh yeah, quite a bit from Lima area cuz based on uh when the, the truck series was based out of Waynesfield, a lot of guys are, you know, Walpaw, Lima area. Okay. Uh seems like now I'm over here in Van Wert now, so there's like three of us drivers over here. And then those hilltop guys, I know a few of them are kind of north of Columbus, Mansfield area. Has a lot of guys that way. So they're kind of spread out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mid Ohio kind of area. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cool. especially the north, but pretty much everybody's north of Columbus from. So I uh, plan long term plans for for the series. Uh, what what uh, what do you see? Where do you see the series going? Uh, you know, two three years uh, down the road, is this going to be a consistent schedule for you? Going to add races? Uh, add yeah, I like the or? I like the idea of just maybe being around. 12 to 14 shows, maybe 16 max and this being a lower, this is kind of a lower budget class. And with the, being the traveling, it, it'd be hard to race every weekend. You know what I mean? So I don't want to, I don't want to constantly always be on the road. I still uh, talk to, or I still want to go to certain events, you know, maybe go to the Kings Royal or something like that. So I don't, as long as we race once or twice a month, so that, that way you're not so committed during this. A lot of people during the summer, they, they got other things going on kids events or going camping or something like that okay so uh, if if a a track were to come to you uh maybe at the end of this year or maybe sometime during this year and say hey we'd like to have these guys uh every week as you know part of our weekly show at at the track maybe starting next year is that something that you would uh consider you know assuming it's a track within you know the area here your area uh or or do you want to keep this uh spread out to, to different tracks yeah, I'd definitely look into that. I, really, the reason why this series started as a traveling thing was because, uh, like, when Waynesfield had shut down and the trucks had nowhere to go, I, I started scheduling things. I got things with Gas City and Montpelier. And then what kind of hurt the class was, guys, we didn't get the, the truck count that we really needed. Some nights we only had, like, maybe eight or nine show up. And guys, guys would come to once or twice, and then they just said, oh, we don't want to race there every weekend because we're not racing for points. So that's why I made the series of points. The, the handful of races we had, I, I was going to try to make them all points races. So 
I don't know. It'd be interesting if a, a track wanted to run us full time, because then maybe the, then the track would be they would have their own point schedule. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. any other track, any other class. You know, maybe there's a track that uh, has been dormant for a while and is uh, just going to be starting racing, and you know, it, it, real soon, and maybe looking for a, a class. You know, that uh, might be dedicated. I'm just, I'm just spitballing i don't know oh yeah I, yeah all those ideas have ran through my head before too yeah and then uh like right now with hilltop hilltop still is going to run the trucks weekly or bi-weekly okay. but you know so they might run 12 times a year but i'm only making three of those nice uh points races for the series so maybe something like that would work if a, if a track does want to run them full time and yeah i don't know how i'd run a series with uh if somebody's running full time and if i tried to schedule another another night somewhere else yeah. well you, we, we got starting to get trucks spread out all yeah. over the place and i and i think that you know if we got a local track around here that ran them weekly you'd have a good weekly base and you'd still have guys that would want to take off and go go run with you especially those bigger shows you know like the big beckley show or you know some of the time down a hilltop so yeah if we had a track that wanted to run and then obviously if they just worked more to, with our schedule like well that's what i told the guy uh buck smelly there at hilltop like I told him, uh, you know, if he's going to still run Fridays, like I told him to take June 4th off because that's going to be our Lima race. That way those guys have a reason and an incentive to come over to our side of the state and race. So as long as they worked with the schedule with the, with the series, I could see it would work out just fine. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to work on an individual named Scott, not me. Yeah, well, especially since, you know, that track runs Sundays. So, I mean, even if. Is that the track know, we're talking about? Yeah. I, I, I think. Uh, before we let you go, uh, what uh, what sponsors you, you got uh, that, that are helping put this together for you? Yeah, for the uh, the series sponsors, um, I know a lot of people know this name, Troy Brydenball. If you've ever been around Lima or anywhere, you know he's the car owner for Tony Anderson's team. Uh, he owns mid American cleaning contractors and he came on pretty big for us. Uh, and then also Phil Hicks, who was a long time, I've known him for 20 years, but then he was also a long time sponsor of my stock car. And then we got him in this truck deal and I had him run, turn some laps here and there. And so now he's, a, he's become a series sponsor. He's a Phil Hicks of Hicks lawn services there out of Lima. They do obviously lawn care during the summer, and then they're your your snow plowing and stuff like that in the winter time. Okay. And if people want to uh, get a hold of you, any tracks, any drivers, uh, again, uh, the best way to do that is your uh, Facebook page. Right, either my personal page or through the Dirt Track Truck Series page. Yeah, that's the that's the one I meant, and we'll bring that up here on the screen again. Here, it's got that pretty cool. Who made the logo there? Uh, Kurt Wilson, wide open graphic. He's been my guy for years on, and he just, he's, he's pretty good at that kind of stuff. All right. So if you just search dirt track truck series, that'll, uh, it'll come up as the first result there. So, uh, yeah. And I'm going to update more information this week, obviously after this show, but we've already got all the events already listed on there and I'll, I'll refresh the page with the rules and stuff that way because I know some of the people will want to be looking at that. Cool. Well, I'm definitely uh, definitely looking forward to this. Uh, excited to get that breaking news uh, about the Lima Land <laughs> and the uh, Oakshade weekend there coming up uh, June 4th and 5th. So. Be cool. All right. 
I know, I know their Lima too. They're, they had to look at their schedule because of the schedule some scheduling conflict. They always ran us twice a year down there. So she is still trying to work us in on another Friday there, but she's just not, it's not a guarantee. But she did say that I could tell, give out that June 4th night. And then obviously, cause that ties in with the June 5th at Oakshade. Well, you're, uh, you know, you got the people talking here. So Lima land has a schedule. <laughs> Yeah, right. And that's why that's why I had to get permission from Stephanie because I knew as soon as I said something, she was she the next day she's going to get a hundred phone calls asking yep. what what the schedule is now. So so just to, to be official, we do not have the uh, full schedule for Oakshade Raceway or Lima Land yet. That has not no. been released, but we can say I that was, June fourth, June fifth, the uh, Dirt Track Truck Series will be at. Uh, yeah, I was given tracks. given special permission to. That's always good. Out. Yeah, you definitely don't want to. You want to upset those guys. So. No. So. Andy King, uh, we appreciate the time and uh, looking forward to seeing you here this summer. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited this year. Having twelve races already done from a, just a, an idea in my head that turned into this, and like you said, there's big bigger picture maybe down the road. Something turns in and just keeps getting bigger every year. Maybe a track full time thing or. It'll be interesting. It'll be my first time seeing the dirt track trucks. I know. I know Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's a veteran there, but uh, this will be my first. I'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah, oh. that's what's been nice about going to different tracks. Is I think I think everybody's kind of heard of them, but then with so many tracks, like okay, obviously you guys always ran on Saturdays, so you never got the chance to go to Waynefield mm-hmm. and see other classes. Or so yeah, everywhere we go, everybody seems to love us. So all right, just make sure that uh, you give me a, a nice list of all the drivers and. Uh, and their numbers and and how to say everybody's names. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I might I mean, might uh, it might be uh, Gary Kaiser. And, you know, yeah, Andy Kine. I don't know how to mess that up. That's what I told uh, Chrissy last night. That's why I'm going to put a couple guys like Greg and then some of your local guys, just so the the fans. You know, obviously, when you bring a class in where nobody knows who they are, well, why don't you bring some of our? Why don't you put some slower local guys in? Don't go for the <laughs> multiple time track champions. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll see what Ruman or Schlink's doing that oh, night. Maybe see what them guys. Well, make sure you put a slit in there or a slow hole in their tire, a slow leak, something well, to slow them down. To see if he wants to come yeah. out of retirement too. Why don't you? Yeah. Uh, all right, Andy, uh, we appreciate the time again, and uh, uh, keep in touch. Yeah, I will. Thank you guys for allowing me to speak about it and helping. Like I said, you guys had a little input on making the Oakshade deal happen, so that's, that's going to be fun for everybody, a new a new place to go. Cool. Definitely looking forward to it. Thanks again. Yep. Thanks, all right. Andy. Thank you. All right. Yep, bye, see ya. Thank you, Andy. Andy King there from the uh, Dirt Track Truck Series. And, wow. I didn't know any of that. I learn something from my show sometimes too. Yeah. It's very exciting. So they're keeping secrets from you. I, I love that. Yeah, they all were. <laughs> I knew nothing about it. Did you know about the Keezer thing? The memorial? I knew about the I, okay. I knew about the Keezer memorial. All right. I know you had said something about that, but you didn't really. Yeah, I couldn't. I got yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah. like Andy, I was sworn to secrecy just because. Obviously, everything going on has made things so difficult as far as making plans for the summer and it it's seems to be starting to open up. I'm getting excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a, a real race season. Before we go uh, through the, the racing news we got here and don't forget, we have how many coming up in a little bit. Um, 
did was there uh, any update as far as uh, when you expect maybe to see a Lima Land schedule? Do you have any insight in that, Jerry? Not to put you on the spot not, or anything. No, nope, not yet. I, I, I just I know that you know with COVID yes. and everything that they have to be so careful because of the school being involved in the left. And and they're excited. They want to get back to racing. We want to race. It's just with state mandates now at thirty percent. I think we're getting really close. I, I think if it opens up a little bit more, I, I think it's, you know, we're green and green to go. So, well, well that, that, that's a good transition then into uh, the racing news. Speaking of the 30% uh, that has been announced for the capacity uh, for outdoor venues, I guess we're, we're calling it here in the state of Ohio. Uh, we got an update from Toledo and Flat Rock Speedways. The uh, 30% capacity limit is uh, going to be good for Toledo Speedway. They're good to go as scheduled. They're going to start their season as uh, they have scheduled. Flat Rock announced uh, just the other day that uh, they're going to be good to go as well, which is good news because they didn't run any races last year up there in Flat Rock, Michigan. So uh, they're limited to 1,000 capacity there. Not uh, not 1,000%, 1,000 total uh, will be permitted, and I guess that's uh, good enough for them to uh, get things going as well. They're going to have some more details on that in the near future. So things are turning around for the right in the right direction, I hope. Um, some sad news. Bernice Baltas uh, died, uh, passed away. We'll say passed away on uh, February 24th at the age of 93. Of course, her husband, Earl, uh, built Eldor back in 1959. She was married to him for 67 years. Earl died uh, back in 2015, also at the age of uh, 93. Uh, the two met back when uh, she, when uh, Bernice was 17 years old, and they got married back in 1947. What were you doing back in 1947, Ron? I was being born. Hey, so were my parents. Okay. You're not that old. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, the Baltus family owned and operated the track for 51 years before selling it to Tony Stewart uh, following the 2004 season. Uh, saturated ground and more rain projected throughout the week has forced the cancellation of the World of Outlaw Morton Building's late model series action uh, that was scheduled for tomorrow at Duck River Raceway Park. As of press time, uh, Saturday's 12,000 to win event at Smoky Mountain Speedway on Saturday is still on. So just an update there for you. SRX, the Superstar Racing Experience, uh, they haven't revealed the car yet with cheap metal on it, but uh, there was a cryptic tweet that indicated they were going to be doing a test session with the uh, car this weekend, and it, that was it. I don't know where, when, or anything, but uh, I guess uh, we may be seeing what the Superstar Racing Experience vehicle, the new IROC, let's just call it the new IROC, is uh, going <laughs> to look like. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, swear word uh, um, uh, alert uh, coming up here. Just uh, FYI, if you got kids, uh, Jerry, you got your kids there. You may want to do earmuffs. We got a swear <laughs> word coming up. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, issues in the Xfinity race on uh, Saturday. Uh, Noah Gregson had a nine-second lead with three laps to go, and uh, David Starr was running 12th, dropped down to the inside to let uh, the leader lap him, and I guess what happened, he had a uh, right front tire blowout, star shot up the banking, right in front of Gregson, who was uh, running the high line and uh, basically took him out. And uh, this is uh, what uh, Noah had to say after he came out of the uh, medical center. And again, kids, earmuffs. This was on live TV, by the way. So uh, this, this is what happened. Well, he 
he was just checked and released, but 34 laps, no, I don't even know where to start with that. What, how do you comprehend what just happened when you were leading this race? What are you going to do? You got dipshits in the way every single week, but... Uh... So, uh, yeah, he was, he was not happy, uh, and uh, I guess uh, Carl Long, the uh, car owner of uh, David Starr, chimed in on the social media and said uh, in response to to, to uh, Gregson there, quote, well, this over-entitled mouthpiece did not have enough talent to miss our wreck. We were happy to take home a top 12 finish. Uh, that rolled right out of our hands, just like the ru- the tire rubber rolled off of uh, this tire. And he had a picture of the tire that, that went down. So I, I don't, did you see the uh, incident, Ron? I didn't see it. Um, I watched a replay and, and certainly the internet was, was full of comments. Uh, what, what do you... I felt really bad for, I felt bad for David Starr, you know, okay. he, he's, he's a good racer, got a lot of talent. He certainly had nothing to do with what happened. And, uh, I agree. He did nothing wrong. I mean, he, he tried to get out of the way. Tire went down, you know, what, uh, what's his face said happens without the dip part. You know, <laughs> and unfortunately it happened to, to Gregson and, uh, yeah, I mean, what, uh, you have uh, the same opinion on that, Jerry? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it is what it is. And some of it comes back to, uh, you know, these younger kids, the younger generation, just some of them don't have the, uh, wherewithal the patient. to, to patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's a lot of words I got there. I'm just going to let it go. But, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. Hopefully it'll die down. Noah Gregson is a, a talented driver as well. Hopefully he learns a lesson here. You know, Hopefully his car owner and uh, sponsors will have a little talk with him, and maybe he'll uh, come out with an apology here real, real soon. No, but I do appreciate him swear, swearing on live TV. I appreciate that. Well, anyone with children does. He had, had a nine-second lead. There's no reason to run every lap flat out. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, but I, I don't know that there was much he could have done to avoid it anyways. Well, nine-second lead, 12 laps to go. I don't know. Yeah. Moving on, Attica announced uh, increased weekly purses for the late models and 305s this season. Um. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I wrote. I wrote Monday. Yeah. I had, I had money with a D in it. And I'm like, money. That was supposed to be money. Money has been added in the middle and uh, to the start of uh, the payouts for the uh, late models and the 305s. Late models will now pay 1200 to win and 200 to start with a few higher paying shows uh, sprinkled in. I believe like the there's a, some few 2000 to wins and uh, one 3000 to win. Uh, the 305s, uh, their weekly payout will be 750 to win and 200 to start. And uh, they'll also have some higher paying shows, paying to win shows as well. So uh, pretty cool there. Good news for the racers at uh, Attica. Uh, bad news for uh, fans. Uh, admission prices are going to increase a little bit for them as well. Uh, $18 for adults, $15 for seniors, and uh, I believe uh $10 for teens may have been what it was before. 10 and under free. Uh, pit passes will be uh, the same at uh, $30. So that's some good news. But 
know, it costs money to race. It costs money to, to, to hold the races. So, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing, but it is the reality. Uh, so, but pretty cool deal there. Uh, Brad Keselowski uh, has added his name of uh, NASCAR drivers that are going to be doing some extra racing on the dirt at Bristol. Uh, we met, talked about Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. I guess Logano is going to be doing uh, modified. The other two, uh, other three, I guess. Are he be- looked decent in the modified down in Florida. You know, that could be fun to watch see him at Bristol. Yeah, so that, that's going to be cool. And uh, a couple other uh, drivers, uh, Austin Dillon's going to run a crate late model as well as uh, Corey LaJoy. So uh, no details were announced initially on what Kozlowski was going to run, but I believe I saw he's going to be running a late model, or that's a speculation. I believe Le- yeah, LaJoy running that crate late. I'm actually excited for Corey LaJoy. He's a, another very talented driver who hasn't been able to get He's the, the guy that equipment. had his face on his on the hood of his car at yes. Daytona. Yes. Last year, the year before, I don't remember. Yep. I don't know why I remember. I always thought that was the weirdest I, uh, thing. He's fun. Didn't I, brother, I think his brother have a late model for a few years and show up at Oakshade? Who's that? Brad Keselowski's brother, Brian. I, I think he, uh, didn't he model? That you sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, but I, I don't remember. You think I would? I was probably there. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I think camera can probably help us with that. Okay, yeah. Yes. Get on that, Dave. <laughs> um, NASCAR announced yesterday that uh, some more uh, procedural rules for the <laughs> Uh, dirt races at Bristol for the trucks and the Cup Series. They are, we mentioned before, they're going to be doing the 15-lap heat races. Only green flag laps will be counting, and uh, they're going to also be doing passing points. I'm not exactly sure the uh, formula for all that, but that's how they're going to line up the races based on the passing points and the finishes. Uh, so, yes, way to make it more complicated there, NASCAR. But... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, uh, tire changes, vehicle work, and fueling can only be conducted during stage breaks. Uh, exceptions uh, will be made for vehicles involved in incidents during the event. Uh, pit stops will be held under a controlled pit format with drivers not losing positions based on how they come off the pit road. Instead, uh, they'll be uh, lining up. Uh, or wait. Drivers not losing position based on how they come off pit road and instead lining up in the order that they finish the preceding stage. So, uh, drivers electing not to pit will uh, end up lining up ahead of those that do pit. So, a little bit, uh, I'm sure it'll be uh, interesting. I I wonder if the drivers are going to have to study all these rules, too, so they don't make any mistakes uh, uh, pitting when they shouldn't, or, you know. It'll be a little bit of a chess It's not like there. me, just a, a matter of, of eliminating racing all, onto and off of pit road for safety reasons. Or yeah. dirt. I mean, I, I kind of understand is, that. Uh, is uh, pit road covered with dirt? Either you know. Uh, I thought they had. I believe they do have dirt down on it. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Be... I saw the entrance to the road definitely was dirt. I, I, I didn't see anything more than that. Uh, my son Steve, pretty observant, uh, noticed that the racing lane uh, kind of merges towards the the pit road, the, the open end of the wall on pit road. And uh, that had some concern, and I paid some attention to it. Uh, a little worrisome there. If somebody gets down on, on the flat, uh, they, could, they catch could get collected into the, the yeah. pit wall. 
catch the end of the pit wall. I did notice that watching that uh, Scott Bloomquist uh, doing some hot laps out there earlier. No, no dirt on pit road. No dirt on pit road? Okay. I was wondering how they would, if they put down some chalk lines to designate the pit stalls or what. But I guess they don't have to do that. Not a concern. <laughs> Shane uh, Golobic, I believe that's how we pronounce his name. He's a sprint car racer from California. There's a lot of news around this uh, Bristol dirt thing. They, I mean, this is the greatest thing they could have done. They're getting so much publicity, a lot of a lot of attention going to them. Um, Shane Golobic, a uh, sprint car racer from California, is going to make his NASCAR Cup debut uh, in the uh, March 28th race on the dirt at Bristol. So that's a, kind of like a dream come true kind of thing. Uh, he has wins in uh, World of Outlaws and USAC. Uh, he's made a trio of ARCA West starts as well uh, with uh, Bill McAnally, as a matter of fact. Oh, I've heard of that guy. Yeah, just had Amber, <laughs> uh, Andrew, uh, Amber Malkin on uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, going to be racing for him. Speak, I just got a signed uh, hero card from Amber. Did you? Wait. Yeah, I, I ordered one off her website. Oh, all right. I cheated, but I, I just wanted to have that. I thought it was pretty cool. And they only charge a dollar for them plus shipping. So I'll add that my, my photo book of over the years, and that would be pretty neat keepsake, I think. Nice. Uh, Bill Lester is uh, – you guys know who Bill Lester is? I'm sure Ron does. Ron knows who everybody is. Yeah, racer. <laughs> he's uh he's 60 year, he's young uh ron right he's a youngster he's 60 years young and uh he he's announced his return to or his intent to return to the nascar truck series he ran the truck series i believe in the uh, 2000s um and he's working on he's got sponsors for atlanta i guess that's where where he's intending to come back and i read something that he tweeted to uh tweeted out that he needs a sponsor for the hood and uh Marcus Lemonis, uh, the Camping World guy, and we got news about him. He did something pretty crazy. Uh, said, I'm in. So I don't know if that's a, an official thing that uh, is going to be for Bill Lester there coming up or, or not. So uh, interesting to keep an eye out for, for him. Uh, speaking of the – Maybe uh, we ought to put a run for uh, Cup Series or Truck Series Rookie of the Year next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Camping World Maybe Marcus on that. Camping World CEO Marcus Limones asked uh, Monday night on uh, Twitter if any teams running the race were interested in taking uh, his uh, sponsorship offer for uh, for I, I don't even know what I was typing there. Basically, Marcus Limones put out uh, Monday night uh, an offer to any of the truck teams of Camping World sponsorship for uh, this weekend's race at Las Vegas. And uh, I guess there was uh, seven truck teams that are either unsponsored or uh, have them themselves self-sponsored. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of people were chiming in. I, he offered fifteen thousand for anybody that uh, put Camping World on their truck for this weekend, and it sounds like there was uh, quite a few takers, as a matter of fact. And so there's going to be a lot of Camping World trucks in tomorrow night's Camping World Truck Series race at Las Vegas. I mean, it's kind of a cool publicity stunt there. Um, yeah. And on top of the 15000 that's just for, you know, putting Camping World on it. If you uh, finish, he has uh, he pays more the higher you finish. If you happen to win, you're going to get $50,000. So, yeah. Let me get my truck loaded up. Head there you base. go. I'm, I'm on my way. You have to, well, you'll have to see if uh, he'll sponsor your truck for uh, the Lima Land Oakshade weekend in the Dirt Track <laughs> Truck Series. There we go. 
So a pretty cool deal there. Uh, something interesting. I wonder if he'll do that again, or maybe we'll see somebody else do that. But uh, that's about all the uh, news that I have for this week. Wanted to mention uh, on Twitter, I started a thing. I decided, uh, why not do a weekly Twitter poll, right? So if you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you do that. It's at HammerReport. Dot, or no, dot com. Just at Hammer Report on Twitter. Uh, this week's uh, poll that I put out there was, how often do you get out to a racetrack during the summer months? And the options were every weekend, a couple times a month, or a couple times a month because I can't type right, uh, or only for special events once or twice a year. Those were the four options, and uh, you'll never guess which one uh, uh, from our audience got the most 76.5 percent once or twice a month no every weekend 76 percent 70 we'll round up 77 percent said every weekend uh 17.6 percent a couple times a month a month a couple times a month it's new english uh and uh 5.9 percent only for special events zero percent once or twice a year so i think our audience may be a little biased there What's that, Ron? No, I just thought that was pretty encouraging. Okay. Well, here's some discouraging news. The uh, best of Toledo results oh. uh, came out, and uh, yeah, yeah we, we didn't we didn't get. We appreciate everybody for supporting us, helping us out. You know, it was kind of a long shot. We are a pretty niche podcast uh, compared to the the two that finished uh, first and runner up. I'm thinking we got a podium finish. We were probably third. They only announced the first and second place, but I'm going with we we got the podium. We were third out of the. We're uh, not six. last. <laughs> we're not last. Well, we might have been, but we're going to say we're third. No. <laughs> we're taking that. We're taking our third place finish. So, uh, wasn't wasn't it that uh, that won it? What's that? It was uh, four one nine grind. I believe was the podcast that won it. And I, 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 oh, haven't, okay. I haven't listened to that. Andrew Zeeves was uh, second. He was the runner-up. And I haven't listened to his either for multiple reasons, but that's uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> Moving on, how Andrew about... Andrew got a big... Yeah, he does. He does. He I mean, he was in radio for, for years, morning radio, so he does have a big following there. We're still building ours. We're building ours differently. The hard Organically. way. Organically. You and the organic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> And this is the other thing, you know, those are more, this is something else I was thinking because uh, my job where I work, uh, we target, we're trying to target very specific people on our uh, website for, we're business to business, business, business to business, business. So we're targeting specific people. We don't want just every, we don't want a huge number of people. We want quality people. And that's, and I equate that to the show. We may not have the hugest audience, but the people we have are the ones we want. They're high quality and, and in it work. It's it's better that way. We're not a mass appeal. The upper we're, crust. We're focused, focused on quality, a quality audience. Yes. And now that we've buttered you up, it's time to play. How many chance to win a Big D's pizza? Last week's uh, how many? First, uh, we'll take our last week. It was how many guesses will we have uh, on? Wait, how many? How many guesses will we have by Sunday at seven o'clock? This past <laughs> Sunday, how many guesses for the how many? You follow me? Everybody is with me now. So, the uh, actual number was actually pretty low. I was, uh, was kind of impressed. 11. There was only 11. 11 people guessed uh, how, many, how many guesses we would have. So, my guess of 34 was the lowest of our, uh, of our on-show 
people. So thank you. I win nothing. I'm disappointed. Are you? Well, Rhonda Heitzman, she guessed seven. She actually well, proud went of her. Low. Yeah, so she's uh, she was closest. She wins uh, Big D's Pizza. Just needs to get with uh, Dean Henry there, and uh, if uh, not, or get with Jerry. us, and we'll we'll grow up. I think that uh, I think uh, I don't, oh no, he's yelling at his kid. That's what it was. <laughs> so this week's how many was uh, is going to be how many hammer down hotline calls will we have for next week's show? I'll tell you. I how know many. there'll be at least one. Speaking of the uh, hammer down hotline, there it is, 419-318-3081. Feel free to call anytime, and uh, we'll play back uh, all the calls we get at the end of the show. We did not get any this week, so I got none to play back for you, unfortunately. I still keep hoping to get the, uh, was it, nine Coronas? I was promised that uh, there would be a singing message, but that has yet to come. So, 419 318 Three zero eight one. How many? Uh, how how many? <laughs> I can't even say it now. How many hammer down hotline calls will we have uh, for next week's show? So again, zero has been pretty popular. That's been the past couple weeks. So and you, all you, all of you picking zero, I can tell you right now, you're wrong because <laughs> there will be so, at least one. So you may want to guess more than one. And if you already guessed, I'm sorry, you only get one guess. <laughs> I said it before you all started saying zero. So, so if uh, yeah, well, we'll see. You, you never know. You could win a Big D's pizza if you are uh, closest. And if we have a tie, we have multiple people guessing the same thing. It's okay. Don't worry. We'll just uh, spin the Big D's pizza wheel of all the correct guesses and determine a winner that way. So, and this is a pretty shameless way to actually spark getting some calls to the Hammer Down Hotline, which could be interesting. Hey. It could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about racing. It can be like, uh, hey. Weather's great today, or I got something on the bottom of my shoe. It doesn't smell very good. What do you think this yeah. is? This no. is Peter from Quahog, Rhode Island. No. Okay, stop. I'm, I'm coming into. It's not good when I can see you. It does. It's, that's just no, weird. So again, to to enter, all you have to do is uh, find our Facebook, uh, Facebook Live video of uh, this week's show, and put your guests in the comments. If you're not listening to us live, if you're listening to us on a podcast, we'll give you until uh, out. We'll go Wednesday on this one. You know, you have until Wednesday, Wednesday at six o'clock uh, to get your guests in. So if you're listening to us uh, over the weekend or, you know, early next week, then uh, you still can get in on that. Just get your guests in by six o'clock on Wednesday. And uh, there's no way to know how many calls that we'll have until you listen to the show next week. No, even, but even you I can won't. always, you can always guess high and start making calls yourself. You could. Just, just. Well, no, well, let me let's let me put a stipulation on this though, just so you can't fix it. And I apologize if you already guessed, but we're, this is my show, and I get to make the rules. That Dean said so. <laughs> Dean said so. Uh, I'm good with that. It's how many different people call. You can't call multiple times. You or seven times. I, I see some guesses are pretty popular. It has to be different. You can have. Okay. You can tell your buddy to call and tell your buddy's buddy to call. So they have to be different people. Uh, and it does show the number, so so if I can I can see who's who's calling. We so if, do have caller ID. Yeah. So if you call and then all of a sudden you call again and you sound like Peter Griffin, and it's the same number, <laughs> that only counts as once. So, so uh, well, I can't call once as Peter, one as Quagmire. Well, you can, is, but you yeah. got to do it from different phones. Phones. Okay. All right. Got it. So what do you got? What? Uh, well, I guess I have to guess first since I won last week, don't I? So, oh man, I have no idea now. I'm gonna go with five. 
Five is my guess. I'm going eight. Going eight? Okay, that's a good number. I like that number. I bet you do. <laughs> what do you got, Ron? Last week's winner said seven. I'm going with seven. Oh, last week's winner Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. I got you now. You're not going to go with 35? Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Miller said three. Mrs. Miller says three. Kathy's got three. Okay. Tell your secretary not to get you sick again. <laughs> different phone numbers, Robin. Different the, the calls have to come from different phone numbers. That's what I'm saying. I lost them. So I think we're all we're all set on the rules there. Uh, with that, let's uh, wrap things up here. Before we do that, mention that we got an upcoming race. It's almost race season. Attica Raceway Park will be racing in a few weeks, weather permitting. The uh, construction equipment and supply night is scheduled for Friday, March 19th. 410s, late models, 305s. Get those cars ready. You only got a few weeks. Uh, gates open at 5, racing at 745. And, uh, again, general admission, a little bit uh, more for uh, adults, $18. So keep that in mind. Rain date is uh, Saturday, March 20th. So if uh, there happens to be snow, it should be snow or rain, I think. But uh, we'll stick with We'll be optimistic. Say rain date is uh, March 20th. Uh, should the weather not cooperate on that Friday? So looking forward to that. Race season. It's already here. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, if, if, if you want to go watch Devin Moran in action, March 19th, Atomic Speedway will have the uh, Buckeye 50. And you're going to be there, model. aren't you? Yes, definitely right. want to go we down and check a, that out. Full report. What did you say, Ron? Well, I think Attica uses that Saturday rain date until some of the other tracks in the area start to open. So um, they'll, they'll be getting some shows in for sure. Yeah, well, and they have uh, that uh, the All-Star opener was it April 2nd and 3rd? So they're running both Friday and Saturday that weekend. So cool stuff. Uh, thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer. He does a lot of work. A lot of stuff behind the scenes. Thanks, Dave. Also, thanks to our field correspondents, yeah. Matt Swanner, Doug Dock. Uh, next week on the show, who do we have, uh, Jerry? Jerry put this one together. Ernie Wooder, driver of the Zero One stock car at Eldora, also running now a UMP Modified. Uh, Ernie, multi-time track champion, multi-time feature winner at Eldora, Limeland. Uh, his dad, Al Woodard, one of the legends of Eldora Speedway. Should be a great chat with with Ernie next week. And I, we talked uh, Hammer Down After Dark, Rick Eshelman, getting uh, old announcer at Oak Jade, Eldora, Toledo Speedway. Uh, I did get in contact with him. He is uh, interested in coming on. Uh, I tentatively have him scheduled for two weeks, but I'm probably going to push him back because I want to get Rex Lejeune on from Attica before uh, they have their opener. Uh, so I'm, that's still up in the air, but hopefully two weeks from tonight we'll have Rex. Uh, if we can't get Rex on, maybe we'll have Rick on anyways. Uh, either way, we got some interesting shows coming on down the line. Again, don't forget to uh, give us a call on our Hammer Down hotline. Mess up uh, the how many for somebody. <laughs> 419-318-3081. And you can find that number at hammerdownracingreport.com in case you forget it. Um, yeah. And if you're interested in being a sponsor, you can get a hold of us uh, there as well at hammerdownracingreport.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, presenting sponsor of the show. Did you have something, Jerry? Wanted to thank Tim Nichols, Tim's Dirt Track Simulators, for Absolutely. allowing me to come to the Hillbilly High Banks again tonight. Hey, uh, if you guys get around to the track, see Tim, make sure you go talk to him. One of the biggest race fans you'll ever meet. Always great to have fans around, and he'll have T-shirts and stuff later this summer on sale at tracks as well. 
Also, thanks to Real Geese Silhouette Decoys again for uh, helping us out. Check them out at realgeese.com, 419-800-8100. Mill Street Speedway. Go bug Scott. See if we can get the Dirt Track Truck Series there. Scott Warner. Come on, man. You got that TBA August 8th. It's perfect. Dirt Track Truck Series, four-cylinder trucks. Millstreetspeedway.net. All his contact information's on there. I'm sure he's going to appreciate that. Sorry, Scott. Big D's Pizza out there in Clyde. They've been on uh, board with us for the longest time now. We appreciate that. And, of course, Ryan Miller Race Cars as well. He's been with us since the beginning. Give uh, Ron a call for all that safety equipment. I, I we're gonna, I got to talk to you this weekend about getting some safety equipment there. Uh, 734-856-7223. So, that's it. We're out. We're out. See you next week. Well, yeah, we're, we're done. We're leaving, Ron. 7 o'clock next well, Thursday night. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.